glad that you've joined us and it's our prayer that your investment of time and in this service will be an inspiration and a blessing to you. I want to remind you to please check into our website, www.ljchurch.org. You'll find a lot of things there, not the least of which is the caring and sharing. Uh, those of you who are here in person have picked up a physical copy. I still encourage you to download the digital one because there's some links there that make it really easy to connect to things, and I would encourage you to do that. Uh, if you get to our website, you're also going to get to our Facebook page link. And again, I want to encourage you to in get engaged in the dialogue that's going on there and the community that, we, that takes place there. If you're with us on YouTube Live and you haven't done it yet, we would like to be able to communicate with you or send you notifications through text. And if you can just very quickly uh, type 979-217-3300, I guess that's a dial, and then type LJC Update, and uh, we'll be able to send you some updates. We don't overuse that, but we do want to be able to get you some notifications about things. I want to let you know about the next upcoming two Sundays, and maybe you want to be here, and if you, you have friends who would be coming to a service where we wear our masks and uh, have to observe our distancing, um, next Sunday we're going to be uh, talking about and we're going to be praying specifically for our teachers and our educators as we get ready for school to start again in whatever form that's going to take. And then on the 14th, that's not the 14th, that's the 16th, sorry. Sunday the 16th, we'll be having our uh, traditional student blessing. Uh, again, and I think in a special way, we need to be praying for both those groups. Also, I just want to kind of have you have your ear to the ground. We don't have specifics about it yet, but the 16th it would also normally be when we would have access to the campuses to, to do the prayer walk for BISD and the other school districts in the area. We believe we'll have a uh, just want to encourage you to get involved in praying for those schools and probably a specific way to do that. Connected to getting back to school, um, we want to this month our, our mission emphasis to be our loving BISD efforts. We're really glad to have Belinda with us here today. And if you want to ask her more questions about that, what I can guarantee you at this point as far as volunteering in schools and with schools is concerned, there's more questions than there are answers. So... Uh, please be patient with that, although we're hopeful that we can do some things here that might benefit them there, even if we can't be on campus. It is a great thing to come together and to celebrate the joy of the Lord. Amen? We get to do that all the time. I mean, that's a life thing. We do it as part of the way we live. We find our joy in things that bring God joy, and then the joy of the Lord is ours. As we begin this morning, I want to ask that you, whether you're on YouTube in your pajamas or whether you're here in person, I don't see anybody in their pajamas here. They, they remember to do that. So let's stand together and let's start by reciting from Psalm 32 together. Let's stand together and recite from Psalm 32. Say it with me, please. Speak out loud. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven whose sins are covered. Blessed are those whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and whose spirit is no deceit. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. Let's come together and worship.
precious cornerstone, sure foundation, you are faithful to the end. We are waiting on you, Jesus. We believe you're all to us. Let the glory of your name be the passion of the church. Let the righteousness of God be a holy flame that burns. Let the saving love of Christ be the measure of our lives. We believe you're all to us. Only Son of God sent from heaven. Hope and mercy at the cross. You are everything. You're the promise. Jesus, you are all to us. Let the glory of your name be the passion of the church. Let the righteousness of God be a holy flame that burns. Let the saving love of Christ be the measure of our lives. We believe you're all to us. Let the glory of your name be the passion of the church. Let the righteousness of God be a holy flame that burns. Let the saving love of Christ be the measure of our lives. We believe you're all to us. You're all to us. You're all to us. You're all to us. To us. Yes, you are. You're The joy of the 
pursued. Watch a, a video. It's about five minutes long, and uh, I, I hope that you'll stay engaged with it. Uh, the Schertzes have been with us for the last several years, and part of their story that we don't know about is that their son, J.D., who I believe will be a junior or senior this year, uh, went through back in 2000, um, back in 2010, um, went through leukemia, was a leukemia, suffered from leukemia, and went through a three-year battle. And this spring, just a couple of weeks ago, was the 10th anniversary of finishing chemo. And he went to the doctor for that 10th anniversary and got a completely clean bill of health. And so we're really thankful. What and we all say hallelujah. Um, and, and what you're going to see are pictures from that time in his life. And watch him from when he was diagnosed through the process and the day that he rang the bell. And a uh, little, little musical background that goes behind it. And I, I hope you'll be blessed as you watch. Miracles divine, he keeps the 
Would you pray with me? Dear God, we thank you for the way that you uh, preserved J.D.'s life and um, allowed his life to be a blessing to so many for, for these years. Lord, we pray that you will continue to use him to be a blessing to those around him and to be an influence on those around him and that his um, continued influence will be a testimony to the love you have for us and for others. Lord, we ask that you would uh, continue to use him in your kingdom. Lord, we thank you for uh, others that you have been with, and, and particularly in medical healings and, and uh, taking care of them. We ask that you would continue to watch over those who are physically ill. Uh, many on, on our prayer list we're concerned about physically. We ask that you would um, provide relief to them and healing physically for them. Lord, we ask that you would uh, continue to, um, to build them up and strengthen them. Lord, we pray for our mission emphasis uh, this month as we prepare to go back to school. We pray for the Loving BISD ministry. And Lord, we're, we're very thankful that we live in a community that values the influence of people of faith on children's lives and, and wants to work with um, people who are willing to give their time to try to make a positive impact in these, on these children. Lord, we ask that you would... Uh, particularly help the logistics of, of this fall and, and the uncertainty about how contact can be made. And, and Lord, we just pray that you will work through all of the challenges and difficulties and show us ways that we can continue to have influence for good and make a, a positive difference here in our community's schools. Lord, we ask that you would um, continue to watch over us uh, as we gather. We're thankful that we're able to gather this morning. And we ask that you would uh, particularly um, be with those who, um, who make decisions regarding health surrounding the COVID-19 virus, uh, both our um, political leaders and our local leaders here, uh, our elders here in our church. Lord, we ask that you would give us all wisdom in how to best uh, manage the risks associated with that. Lord, we ask that you would bring relief um, to the world from that threat so that that will no longer be uh, intimidating and and anxious to people and, and on their minds constantly that you would uh, relieve us of that fear. Lord, we ask that you would be with us this morning. We're thankful again that we can gather together. We pray that it will be a blessing to each of us and a blessing to you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hey kids, good to see you again. Have you ever thought about how amazing Jesus was? He did so many amazing things. It, it's hard to actually kind of pick between which ones you think are the most amazing things that Jesus did. Maybe it's feeding the 5,000. Maybe it's healing a blind man. For me, and again, it's kind of hard. You can't pick one above others. But I think it was pretty awesome that day that Jesus was out there in the middle of the storm. And we... We've kind of been in some stormy weather recently. We, we went to the beach the other day before the weekend, before, just before they closed it, and the water was rough, and, man, it was coming way up on the beach, and it's kind of like, oh, you can see how scary this could be. But Jesus is in the middle of the Sea of Galilee with his disciples. You know this story. It's found at the end of chapter 4 in Mark's gospel. It's also in the other gospels, but that's one of the places that I want to point you to, Mark chapter, the end of chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. 
And the disciples get worried because Jesus is asleep in the boat, but the storm is building up, and they're afraid of the wind and the waves and all those kinds of things. And then Jesus, they, they finally wake Jesus up and say, Jesus, so what's going to happen to us? Don't you care? Which is, boy, you want to talk about an all-time silly question, does Jesus care? And Jesus steps up, and the, and the text says that he speaks or he rebukes the wind and the waves, and what he says is, peace be still. Maybe it's kind of like your mom when, or dad when they say, hey, 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 settle down. It's a little bit like that, but it has a whole lot more power than that, as you know. I sometimes wonder whether Jesus had to holler over the wind and the wave, peace, be still, or is it more like peace? That he didn't have to raise his voice for nature to hear the command to be peaceful. You know, I, we, we've had our grandbabies here recently, and the littlest one, Juliet, is, is, has already figured out that if she's going to be heard, she better come up with some volume, and she does. But, you know, more than that, Jesus had so much power that he didn't have to compete with the noise of the winds and the wave. He simply said, peace, and the winds and the waves obeyed. Wouldn't it be cool if people obeyed Jesus and God the way the winds and the waves does? But I want to get back to that idea of peace because what's interesting is if you keep reading in Mark chapters 4 and then we go into chapter 5, we have two more stories. One where he heals a man who's been possessed by all these demons. You know it is the pigs running into the lake story, the pig story. And the, the demons leave the man and, run in, and Jesus brings peace to a man who had no peace whatsoever. And then he goes over the other side of the lake and he brings peace to a woman whose body's been broken and he brings peace not only to her body but her relationship with, her, with, with the religious community and all those kinds of things. And then he brings peace to Jairus' family when he raises his daughter from the dead. And it's Jesus bringing peace to all these places. It's pretty amazing. Matthew, in chapter 5, will record a set of distinctive things that set people who follow Jesus off. And one of them, right in the middle of it, is called blessed or happy or joyful or fulfilled. Those who, who reach for the joy of the Lord are the peacemakers. And then he says, and the peacemakers, those who are peacemakers, will be called. I bet some of you know it. What is it? Ah, you got it right. Very good, Abby. Peacemakers will be called children of God. Wow. Now, to a certain extent, John in 1 John will tell us that all of us are children of God, but what is it that characteristically describes us if we're really following Jesus? It is that we bring peace. Now, let's make no mistakes. I've never stood in front of a storm and said, peace, and it cooperated with me. I have never touched someone and their body be healed. I have never spoken to someone who's dealing with things that are difficult and, they, and instantly they, they have, have reached that peace, nor have, let's be sure and say, as you well know, I've never touched anyone and they've come back from the dead. And neither of you. But what I know is, is that you can be someone who brings peace. 
You bring peace to your family when you cooperate with your mom and dad. You bring peace to your family when you, when you decide to get along with your brother or sister or brothers and sisters. You bring peace when you come to church and you decide to be cooperative with the people who are around you and be part of the whole the whole church community, rather than just saying, ah, church is for me and I'm going to run and do whatever I want to do. You bring peace to those places. And when you do that, there will be people who will stop and say, there, there's a child of God. You know, it's my hope that you are blessed with Jesus' peace in your life because that's what Jesus came to do. When we say joy to the world, it's about Jesus coming to bring God's, that God rejoices that he came and to bring that joy and peace into our lives. I hope that you know a little bit and that you continue to grow in the idea of Jesus bringing peace in your life. And the more peace he brings to you, the more you reach out to other people that are around you and live in such a way and act in such a way and act with kindness and caring and a full heart that God has given you to bring peace into their lives. Let's be peacemakers. Bye. Let's all be standing. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. When earth receive her King, let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, sing, show off my ACU face mask before I pulled it down there, so I know Ozzy would want me to. The scripture reading this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verses 4 through 11. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And the next part, if you hear it in Linus's voice from the Peanuts Christmas special, even in August, it's okay. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I'm hopeful that you still remember your childhood. I realize at 56 it's fading fast, but I, I still remember. 
I remember the sleepless nights. They weren't necessarily in August. They were in December. The night that you went to bed on December the 24th and you knew that on December the 25th things were going to be different in your world. You spent time in anticipation. In fact, you had spent months in anticipation. Uh, I, I, I realize this dates me quite a bit, but there was this company called Sears, and they put out a Christmas catalog. And I remember that I developed my system well enough that I sent my letter to Santa with the page number and column number, item number, on the Sears catalog. This is what I wanted. I thought, if I could just make it easier for them, him, I've, I've got a closer chance to getting what I want. What did you expect? What did you look for? That sense of your heart's longing for when it was going to come. I, I, to this day, I was five years old. And I remember the Christmas that the first bicycle arrived. The first real bicycle. Yes, it had training wheels on it, but it was a real bicycle. Maybe you were one of those lucky people who opened a box that was wiggling and out came a puppy. I actually have a cousin. Sorry, daughter of a cousin, whatever that is, once removed or something. I have a daughter of a cousin who got a pony for Christmas one year. So... I don't know what you anticipated, but you remember that feeling, that sense of something's coming, something good is coming. Maybe it's a little bit like the farmers in West Texas, and I realize to a certain extent we're very different here, but Jerry Miller can tell you about being a farmer in West Texas, and you long for, you wait for the rain to come. And how will the rain change things? Yes, you can irrigate, but irrigation costs money. When the rain comes, we can really rejoice. Maybe you're one of the parents like Sharon and I are now. And many of you are stepping into that stage in life where the kids are leaving the house. One by one they go away and then suddenly the house is empty. But, but there is this, there's this unique change in that relationship. Because we, we no longer are kind of dealing with the daily routine of children in our house. We now step into that time in life where we long for them to return. We long for the day that they'll be back under our roof and back in, you know, we, we say in their beds where they belong. We, <laughs> we still have the same beds that our kids grew up sleeping in. So, that, you know, to a certain extent it's theirs and it waits for them. It may be invaded by different people at different times. Taylor, I'm talking to you. But it, it's still sort of their bed in that process. And now that we're at that stage where we're grandparents and we don't live in the same town. Some of you have that blessing to have your grandchildren live in the same town with you. But for us, it's, it's a process of waiting for them to come and yearning for them to come back. And, and let's make no mistakes that by the end of the visit, we are exhausted from that thing, from that time with them. But make no mistakes, the exhaustion goes away very quickly. The yearning for them to return swells up in our hearts and we can't wait. And we're, there's, there's a certain extent to which the grieving of their leaving is intensified by the reality of how long it will be until they're back with you. You know those feelings. 
probably nowhere better illustrated than a way a mother anticipates for nine months the coming of a child. And while those nine months have ups and downs, while those nine months can be difficult on the body and on the spirit and on the mind in many ways, and, and that moment of delivering that baby is a great and terrible struggle, and that baby arrives, and the beauty of, of the doctor or the nurse or whoever it is placing that baby on its mother's breast for the first time, it doesn't matter in reality what the suffering is to get to that point because that's a moment of great joy. We speak of the joy of the Lord and it would be incomplete to do a series like this and not talk about the joy of the coming of Christ. And we can say we are rejoicing because Christ has come. But what I want you to notice is that the statement of joy is not from those who were receiving the Christ child. It comes from heaven itself. And while the reality is true that joy comes to the world, because of that great gift, the first joy, I don't know that I can say it quite this way, but I'm going to go for it. The primary joy is the joy that God has. The joy of the reunion of relationship that had been lost and was going to slowly but surely and undeniably from the moment of that birth in Bethlehem be changed. Journey with me real quickly through some scripture. From Genesis chapter 2, you know this story, but I just want to remind you. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. And I just want to very quickly point out that they're not hiding because God had never been there before. They're hiding because something had changed in their relationship. I don't know about you, but that one of those pleasant times is when it finally cools off a little bit, when it finally the humidity breaks a little bit, when you finally don't have to head out the door with either gallons of bug repellent on or something to slap them with. You step outside in the cool of the evening and go for a walk. And it isn't so much about the beautiful garden that he gets to walk in, but it is the idea that he gets to walk with these that bear his image. The man and the woman together with him in the garden. And can you hear the pathos in this statement? Can you hear the pain in that last line? He called to the man, where are you? You may have experienced that in your life, a relationship that breaks, sometimes naturally. Again, we, we gave our children willingly to beautiful spouses and beautiful families, and yet to a certain extent there's still that sense of where are you? You're not here with us. For God, it was much more of a break, much more of a statement of you have left me and that will not be restored by your efforts. It cannot be restored by your efforts. 
from that time until the birth of Christ. There are so many ways in which the scripture is pointing. I'm going to make this right. I'm going to be able to overcome this. I miss you. I long for you. I cannot wait to rejoice in our return. And maybe this representing it. Isaiah's statement from chapter 7. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. He's going to point you in the right direction. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. Now, be sure you understand the context this is in is probably likely referring specifically to a bride of one of the kings to have her very first baby, to Ahaz probably. And it was to point to a sign that God's going to be with you. And this thing, this name, this naming, and you will call him Emmanuel. God with you. A reminder that God is with you wherever you go. And every time you say this child's name, you're going to remember that God is with you. But the more we read the text, and the more they anticipated the coming of the Messiah, they recognized that it wasn't just talking a baby born in a court to a quote, virgin who had her first child. And not that we would call him Emmanuel because it would remind us that God would be with us, but they began to point to the reality. And the angel will specifically say, it is prophetic, God will be with you. Not a reminder that God might be with you, but God himself is coming in flesh and blood to be with you. And that a virgin, a true virgin, not just having her first child, but never having known a man, will give birth. And there will be no way that you can argue with where she came from except from God himself. Where he came from except from God himself. And you will say, call him Emmanuel. And... That longing is represented, and I'm going to grab this passage from Revelation chapter 19 to wrap it up. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters. Uh, We don't hear rushing waters in the creeks here. They just don't do that. If they rise, they just kind of percolate up. They don't rush. But if you ever get to go to see actually a running brook or stream or river when it's in flood stage... You can't talk over the sound of it. It is like the ocean itself as it pounds against the sand and against itself. Waters like the loud peals of thunder shouting. And, and I'm, I'm always impressed with the way y'all come up with a hallelujah. Sometimes it takes me asking twice, but eventually you get to a hallelujah. And, and maybe the best hallelujah of the whole year is, is the first one at camp when Randy Lee shout hallelujah and he gets to the end of the song and they all shout hallelujah and the roof raises a little bit but it doesn't sound anything like thunder. It doesn't sound anything like the pounding of the sea or the rushing of a, of a river outside of its banks. So I don't know what it sounds like when the heavens say hallelujah but it's got to be great. And it is great For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. For Christ and God to be united with his people. 
forever and ever. That which was broken in the garden, that which had been anticipated, that which Jesus is coming said, I guarantee you it's going to happen. Nothing will be the same from this point forward. And then it is made whole. And it is the rejoicing of the bridegroom and the bride coming together. Very few joys like that joy in your life. And he says that's what God thinks of us and how he rejoices over us. You remember the story from Luke chapter 15. The son that leaves the father and who, and the father who waits for his return. What's interesting is, is that in the previous two parables in chapter 15, you have this idea of, of there's a lamb that's lost and they find the one lamb out of the 99 and he says, let's rejoice because I found the one. And then you have a coin and a woman searches for the coin and she finds it and she invites all, she rejoices and invites her neighbors to rejoice with her. The word rejoice is not used here because we don't have to describe it with a rejoicing. He describes the celebration Bring the robe, give him the ring, put it on him, and kill the fatted calf because we are celebrating. And if it's not emphatic enough, the parable says that the father doesn't sit on his porch with his arms crossed saying, tisk, tisk, tisk. And isn't so often that the way we perceive God's relationship to us? Well, you got it wrong one more time. I guess I'll, I promised I'd forgive you. I guess I'll do it one more time. How, how many times has it been now? You get the picture? That's not the Bible's picture. The Bible's picture of is the, the bridegroom rushing to the bride. The Bible's picture is of the father running indecorously to his son. To his child. Because he's so glad that he's back. You see the joy of the Lord. That came when Christ came to the earth. Was the joy of restored relationship. The joy of the shepherd is the restored relationship with the sheep. The joy of the, of the woman who cleans the house. Is the joy of the returning and I realize it's monetary, but it's still, she has it. It's with her again. And if you don't get it yet, the joy of the father at the return of the prodigal is that the relationship is made right. God rejoices. The joy of the Lord is about him rejoicing over our coming to him. However we are, in whatever shape we're in. He just says, come, because I can make it right. As we transition to the Lord's Supper, and I encourage you to get your uh, elements ready if you're at home and if you're here to have that handy. Also from Revelation chapter 19. Then the angel said to me, write. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, the true word, these are the true words of God. We're stepping into the Lord's Supper. A reminder of his great love for us. That he'll do anything to make our relationship with him right. 
he invites us to the wedding feast. And you say, it doesn't seem much like a feast to me, but I encourage you to imagine in your heart and in your mind the feast that he's invited you to. And you say, hallelujah, he's invited me to the feast. I've been invited and Jesus serves us the meal. Let us run into his arms. Let us, let him make us whole. Let us rejoice in the peace that is ours with God and with each other through Christ. Will you pray with me? Excuse me. Will you pray with me for the bread? Our Father God, we want to thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. We thank you for the body that was broken and for the the reminder that we, we were not worthy enough. 
but because of this sacrifice, we have been made worthy to be called your children. And Father, we thank you and we celebrate and we're joyful for that sacrifice. As we take this time to, to pray and to uh, focus on scripture, and uh, Father, as we, as we take this time to reflect on our lives, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, help us stay in right relationship with you, Help us remember the body that was broken on the cross. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will, be, he will save his people from all their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Let's pray again for the top. Father, again, we come before you and we, we're so thankful and we give joy for the, the life that was given on our behalf. Father, we, we thank you for the blood that was poured out, the blood that, that was Jesus's and that uh, he had every right to keep to himself, but he poured it out for us. He gave his life on that cross so that we may have the hope of eternal life with you. And Father God, as we perhaps image the, the blood pouring out of his side and out of the places where, his, where the nails were. Father, we, we thank you and we remember that sacrifice, that, that pain that he must have gone through and the suffering that you must have gone through as well, Father, seeing your son give that life for us. But Father, we are so thankful, we're so grateful for what that sacrifice has done for us. And Lord, as we partake the cup now, Help us remember an idea of what, might, what that might have been like for you. These things we pray in Jesus' name. things we want to remember in prayer as we uh, close out our service today. Uh, first of all, we're really, really thankful that Mary Lou Leon's surgery went as well as possible, although she's still recovering and, and tired from, from that uh, a skin cancer removal. Uh, thus far, it looks very good, and we're really thankful for that. 
We also really, really want to rejoice. We got word this week from Carol that uh, Barbara Greenway has now had her second negative COVID test. So she is free of COVID, has been moved out of that uh, isolation with those folks. I'm not sure how exactly you get put with them and get better and think that you can come out and don't have it. But that's, that's neither here nor there. We're just really glad she's better. Everybody says, man. We want to remember uh, in our prayers, April Barton, this is the Russell's daughter who was in the car accident, is up in Herman Memorial. We did get word this week that she was expected, this was on Friday, she was expected to move to a regular room. And although still, there's still a lot of recovery to happen, we, we uh, lift up that that is going well. Um, I got a note from uh, Jack Skinner just this morning that Bernice is having better days. And we're really thankful for that that while they still have to do dialysis occasionally, it's not all the time. We're thankful for that, and they're slowly but surely weaning her off of the ventilator. She is doing every other day, doing some therapy, some physical therapy. So again, moving in the right direction. Still in ICU, still can't, uh, Jack can't be there physically, but they do set up Zoom calls so that he can see her on occasion. Want to continue to remember Sandra Mullins, I want to continue to remember Brian Moore. I think you remember last week that we announced. Okay, so he had a positive last week, but the latest one is negative. So somebody say hallelujah. Uh, Patty Pan, best daughter, is, expect, is going back in for another COVID assessment and hasn't gotten a negative one yet, so we're really praying for that. Finally, I would ask that you remember a friend of mine. I mentioned him on the Thursday update. I... Mel Kelder is his name. He's in uh, Metroplex Hospital in Colleen, suffering from COVID, and uh, actually had to be put on a ventilator to try and help his body recover. Um, they said Friday night he had a better night, first actual positive step in, a, in about a week. So I'm really thankful for that. But the folks there asked us to pray, and so I told them we would do that. Finally, I just want to remind you one more time that in the digital version of the Caring and Sharing, there are links to uh, bringing meals to both the Estes family and the Cole family, uh, and appreciate you taking a look at that. All you have to do is click on it and take you there. It'll show you where the next meal needs to be served. So continue to remember those folks in your prayers. John chapter 15. I've spoken these things so that you will have my joy. And there, there's, there's several translation issues and, and variants on that text because it's, it's difficult for us to think about not that Jesus wants us to have joy, but that he wants us to have his joy. The joy of relationship restored. And that my joy would remain in you. That the peace that I have can bring to you will remain there with you and that that will be the reason that your joy is complete the joy of the Lord I don't know what you need to make your life that life of peacemaking with God but understand that if we're going to say that we want peace with God he calls us to be at peace with our fellow man and there may be relationships that are strained. There may be circumstances, particularly right now, that make you, I don't know how to restore the peace. But he calls on people who follow him, who have experienced his peace, to be the givers of his peace. 
And if we need to pray for you, I encourage you that if you're at home, that you might take the time to look someone up that you want to share that prayer request with and text them or call them or FaceTime them, whatever you need to do. If you're present with us, we'd be happy for you to come forward and we would receive you and pray with you here. If there's some reason or another you want to keep that a confidential thing with with just me and just the elders, then please send a message to 217-979-217-3300 because we want to pray for you in that process. We want to help in any way that we can. So take this time to sing, to reflect, and to think about what you're going to do to be the peace that God has given you in the lives around you as we stand and as we sing. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort brought. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. Again, uh, welcome all of y'all that are here in attendance today and all of you that are visiting with us uh, in, in attendance in the uh, online uh, service. We're just thankful for your, your presence. A lot of things can steal our joy. We just let things get, uh, creep in and, and uh, steal our joy and uh, we need to refer to scripture when when we feel that type of feeling that uh, our joy is being taken away from us uh, let me read a scripture here Romans uh, uh, chapter 15 and, and verse uh, 13 it says may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we need to look to Christ. We need to look to God for our joy. That's where our joy is. It's not in the worldly things necessarily, but it's in these uh, spiritual things with, with Christ. A uh, couple of announcements. Uh, we have an uh, annual uh, business meeting that will be coming up next Sunday. 
and it will be right in the auditorium here right after uh, church services. It won't take very long. It will just be some things that we'll, we'll need to discuss and, and go along uh, talk about. Also, if you're online, uh, you'll have the opportunity also to participate and in, in, uh, uh, in, in be involved in, in that. Also, this evening, there will be an elder deacon minister meeting on, uh, by Zoom, and that will be at 6 o'clock this evening. So uh, the elders and deacons and, uh, need to join in on that, and I, I think you'll get the uh, login place to, to log in for that. Uh, we're just so thankful for uh, J.D.'s uh, uh, good report. Uh, J.D., well, when we were going to uh, Bay City Church Christ, uh, J.D. and them were also going there, and we were able to visit J.D. at the hospital when he was diagnosed with uh, leukemia. So we're just thankful for what the Lord has done is extended his healing hand to, to J.D. I know that uh, the family is really uh, uh, grateful for that. Let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Especially we thank you for Jesus who has come to provide salvation for us. We have numbers that are going through medical issues. Uh, we've already mentioned them uh, before, but let me just raise their names to you. Sandra Mullins, April uh, Barton, Bernice Skinner, Mary Lou uh, Leon, Barbara Greenway, Brian Moore, Patty uh, Pan, and Mel Kinder. Uh, there are others that are on our list also. We need to remember them, and we, many of them have already in the process of being healed, and so we're just thankful for that. Again, we want to raise J.D. Uh, his good report and raise him up also. We're just thankful for uh, uh, Sawyer May Miller, the grand, a new granddaughter of the uh, Jerry and Arlene Miller. We just, uh, I know that they're going to be so happy about that, and uh, we're just thankful for her safe arrival. We ask your blessings on the congregation, on the members here, and we ask on the pray that you will bless the activities that we're involved in and that we're doing in this area for, uh, for your uh, glory. We ask that you will bless our country. There's many things that are going on at this particular time. We ask that you will uh, bless the leaders and we pray that they can make the right decisions and, and uh, get things back maybe to a, a more uh, normal situation where uh, we can all be blessed by that. We know that uh, many people are going through the uh, virus at this particular time. We ask that you will work we with them and, and help them. Uh, we ask that you, we will uh, slow the virus down, that it will not uh, continue to spread, and just uh, we'll pray that you will be with us during that particular time. We ask your blessings on the uh, school children that are getting ready to start back. We ask that you will give them a safe uh, 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 return to their school. We pray that you will be with our missionary emphasis on loving B BISD, that uh, we can do some uh, good to uh, show your love uh, through that particular work. We ask your blessings on the missionaries, people that are in assisted living, the military, and the college students. We ask that you will be with them. 
We're just thankful for the summer interns, Ozzie and Taylor, that have been with us this summer. We ask that you ask them to have a good school year and be with them as they uh, uh, go out throughout their school year. We ask that you will continue to watch over us, Lord. We ask that you will forgive us of our shortcomings, our sins. We ask that uh, you will be with us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Also, I just uh, I forgot myself too. Uh, if you, we thank you for your contributions, that you, uh, financial support, and everything like that. If you have a, a check today or something that you'd like to put in the back of the box, we would appreciate it. And uh, we can all be standing now. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Go with God. Wait for me.